Welcome to the Healing Happy Hour with Crystal and Vienna, two deeply unserious people exploring serious topics while cackling and sometimes crying. Together, we're learning to push back against the trauma of being a human in the world today through ancient wisdom and practices, modern therapeutic techniques, and anything else that moves the needle towards healing. If you're also sick of tripping over your own bullshit, join us while we create a sanctuary for everyone who is ready to activate the magic in their life. Over here trying to blame Jimmy's Hollandaise sauce that he made for dinner. And he's like, I'm fine. And I was like, all right, well, I guess it's the antibiotics wreaking havoc. Oh, probably. Well, antibiotics always fuck my stomach up to no end. Like sensitive stomach girlies rise up. I know. It's it's a life. It's a lifestyle. Yeah. IBS here. It's amazing. It's a good time. Um, how are you? my gosh i'm doing um so much better than i was a week ago um yeah it was a little tender morsel last week but i'm doing much better how are you i'm good i also had a roller coaster of a last week although i guess not so much a roller coaster as just like a long downhill <laughs> it was not a great week our entire house had strep throat, including myself. I had like a run-in with my doctor, or not my doctor, but the Minute Clinic nurse practitioner who just didn't really believe me when I said I was allergic to penicillin. She thought I was like trying to be cute and quirky. Um, so I ended up having an allergic reaction to <laughs> my antibiotics. God, that's um, scary. Yeah. And then, of course, I beat myself up because I was like, I know I should have pushed back because... It said on the label, like, do not take this one if you're allergic to penicillin. And the pharmacist said, I don't think you're supposed to take this. You're allergic to penicillin. And I was like, I don't know. Your girl, like, just over there in the minute clinic said that I could have this. It's so hard because of, like, the reason why you go there is to find a trusted and educated individual to, like, guide you, you know? Right. It was not penicillin. It was a different antibiotic. It was Keflex, which and they said, okay, for most people... As the NP said, even if you had a real penicillin allergy. Oh, my God. No, they did not. Yes. She was like, only 5% of people with a real penicillin allergy will react to this. So I was like, okay, like my throat hurts. I'm not going to fight with you because it hurts to talk. Right. I'm going to assume like you know what you're talking about. My two-year-old is throwing a shit fit here. I don't want to make this take any longer than it needs to. Right. So I believed her and I shouldn't have. And I then was like, I knew I should have pushed back on it, but I didn't. Thanks, Mary friend. That is very frustrating. I did have that moment where like the second day after the allergic reaction when most of the swelling goes down, you just keep looking in the mirror like, maybe I should get some lip fillers though. I knew you were going to do it. I knew you were going to say that. Listen, can we talk briefly about, are you pro lip lining like over the line or under, or like on the line or under the line? Like what's your stance? I very rarely have seen it look good in person for the overfilling of lips. I think it, it tends to look better in photos mm. when you can't see the border from like a side angle. I've just never seen it look great in person. I just want to implore you hoes to stop, to cut the shit and stop lining underneath your nose and telling us that those are your lips. Cut it out. And I know I say this as a blessed, full-lipped girly, 
a beautiful lip. But you know what? I was actually thinking this. I won't give too many specifics about when, but I was, I regularly speak with someone who has like no upper lip, like at all. It's just not there. And it is a little distracting because I think of it, but not in a bad way. Like I think of it as like, look at her out here in the world with no upper lip and just living her life. You're fearlessly walking into the world with no fucking top lip. He's a wonderful person. So that's why I don't want to like give any specifics. I mean, you can't help it. I listen. No, it's not your fault that you were born with no upper lip. And yes, there are things we can mitigate. We can mitigate it. Okay, if you were that's about it. She doesn't want to. Like, I mean, I assume she doesn't want to. I have yet to ask her because that's like a rude thing to ask somebody. Like, hey, girl, does it bother you that you don't have a upper lip? That your gums are exposed. Um, (laughs) I just feel like. I would so much rather, this is just aesthetically me. And listen, I'm not anybody. So what I say doesn't fucking matter. But I would much rather see you and all your thin-lipped glory than see one more person like lying so excessively over their lip line. Yes. Like I am that, just and that's what I'm saying. not that's into like it. That's point. That's exactly what I'm getting at. Listen, it is about to be 2024. We, you know the options that are available to you. You know that there are ways to augment what's going on if you wish to. And the fact that people are like, you know what? Like, fuck it. This is my face. This is the face I was born with. That's beautiful. I love that. I do too. For them. Nope. Don't bring it over here. But for you, we're happy. Knock yourself out. Good job. Yeah. Yeah. Happy for you. So I like people are going to be like, God forbid this is ever the clip that goes on TikTok because you know people are going to be in the comments like, and look at you with your nasty ass. Like, Anti-acceptance, anti- bitches. Meanwhile, you don't know how many times a day I cry when I walk past my reflection of the mirror. So, but that reminds me, you'll love this. I was on my Zoom call with my trainer yesterday and, and her son is so cute. He's so cute. He's probably like third or four. I don't think he's that old, you know? And he was like, mom, is that a boy or a girl? I mean, I get it. And she, he was like, oh, I thought it was a boy. That's why you posted that TikTok that was like looking like somebody's uncle. That, you know, I, daddy out here. Captain, I was like, I'm going to delete this. And I did eventually. I laughed at it a lot um, because I was like, I could be someone's daddy or uncle on another lifetime, you know, or this lifetime, depending on how I've been seeing that day. God bless. Amen. This, what, what an odd and tender week this has been. Yeah, and we should acknowledge that we did not have an episode last week. And that was fully because I was like, I'm stressed. Everybody's sick. I can't do it. I'm so sorry. Yeah, this is not the podcast where we are going to push ourselves through strep. Also, like, I was going to put sourpuss too. And I was like, not like, oh, thank God, the NS strep, but also like... um. I had a betrayal last week that was very big. Mm. Um, and I we don't have to talk about that, but sure. I won't give any energy to it, but I will say that I like licked my wounds about it for a solid beat. Um, and it was a lot. So here we are. We're back. We're emerging into the world again. We are. And are, are you, is your Vivance Vivancing right now? The Vivances, Vivancing. Actually, it's fading a little bit, which means the hinges are coming a little loose. Um, So ready for tonight. 
I'm so excited. And it's so funny because like, it's not like we have any wild, but this is the most prepared I've been for an episode in like a solid six episodes. And that's what happens when you take your second dose of Ritalin <laughs> at the appropriate time. You obviously asked if I am vivanced because I've done nothing of the outline today. And you're like, there's no <laughs> way that this girl has touched her meds. That is um, not the case, but I am proud of you nonetheless. I feel like you're allowed to. I'm fully like personality hiring this. Oh my gosh. Like, I'm, and listen, we are blessed for it. So you're welcome, everyone. How about just that? Just rolling up in here with no preparation, just vibes. Well, this is the, the beauty of it. If we're being real, like this is this is a podcast about some real ass everyday life nonsense and like just the things that that come and go. In your everyday life, you're like, how could I make this better? So sometimes it's like that with this actual podcast. Because we are living very regular, regular lives and trying to do extraordinary things in the midst of it. It's just going to be like that sometimes. And so I feel like we should definitely embrace it roll with the punches you're right we're like doing the thing for real like 12 times 12 times we showed up to this thing that we committed to and listen if you've ever like made a podcast this is a labor of love it's time well spent but it's all the stuff that you don't see in the background it's the vulnerability hangovers that we get like week after week even though like in the grand scheme of things, like there's nothing absolutely out of control that we're saying, but all of it is new to us and it's an exercise in like our ebb and flow. And it's definitely one of those things because we're doing it because we feel called to and because we love to. So that's why we're here. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it feels, it feels so nice to get to show up to something with a friend that you enjoy doing and enjoy spending the time with that. Like there's nothing I'd rather be staying up late doing. Then yeah. editing this like crazy on Wednesday nights. That's like always like my mad dash to get it out and scheduled for Thursday. But like, that's what I want to be spending my time doing anyway, because it feels like I don't have a choice. I feel like if you feel I, like you have to. Yeah. If I cut this all just inside to us, it doesn't feel right. It feels uncomfortable. Yeah. It's very cathartic to for bless, us. Bless the airwaves with this wisdom. Unhinged <laughs> This is one of those things in our life where we're like, we are are called to do it. So we just, just, just should. It's funny. I was talking to my mentor about that yesterday, working in the healing space. It doesn't matter whether or not I get paid to do it. I have to do it because that is my, my purpose. It's going to be a part of my life no matter what. And I feel very strongly about like, just the practice of sharing, like committing to being heard and being okay with being heard and being seen in a more public way, because I truly do think that like, even in the smallest capacity, the more we talk about just what it feels like to kind of seek healing on a regular basis in different ways, the more normal it'll be. And hopefully the more people will feel, you know, called to go on their own journey. And I think it's like all for the awareness. Did I send you that that recording of when I walked out of my last ceremony like my last session of my yoga training i can't remember if i sent it to you or not honey you did yeah and like i just needed to record something in that moment because i was like i've i don't i don't know if i had that feeling before it's so overwhelmingly beautiful isn't it i can i'll put it in i can really put it in here oh i hope you do oh my god let people hear this it's so beautiful I just left 
my last session for my 200 hour yoga teacher training. I got my certificate. I said goodbye. I met some really incredible people and I just felt the need to sit here and mark this moment and and just say something and I I don't know what I meant to say but I think I'm in awe of the person I've become. I didn't know it was possible. I'm so eternally grateful for the people that I met, the things I learned, and the doorways that have been opened to me in the past eight months. <laughs> I didn't know, I didn't believe I could do this. I didn't know I could be this person. I kept saying, I kept saying that I thought by the time classes rolled around, I would be this different person and I wasn't, and I just had to keep doing it as myself. But I think I did turn into a different person, but it just happened so slowly and gradually. I didn't realize it. And I think I really love that person. I think she's really really cool <laughs> and silly and unserious and I'm proud of her I like her a lot I recommend that everybody if you have a moment just send yourself like a, a one or two minute voice message because I think it's important to capture how you feel in that moment especially if you're anything like me it's so easy to gaslight yourself into being like it wasn't that big of a deal it didn't make a difference but you can't really deny how it feels in the moment I'm i'm glad i made that i'm so myself. glad you shared but that yeah, i mean like just being able to speak and have a voice and be comfortable with being heard whoo that's a journey yeah big time the, your your level of the grace that you are giving yourself these days versus when you started and just like this space to expand and contract a lot. If we did nothing else this episode, I think that like hearing that is so beautiful for for people. It's It's actually perfect for today because we're talking about setting intentions for you to share that you look back on yourself like, I didn't think anything was going to happen at the end of this period of time. And you get there and you're like, oh shit, not only did I do it, look how amazing I feel afterward. And the pride that you have, all that you had to juggle while you were in this training, the being vulnerable and showing up and the the consistency and just being open to the experience at all yeah. the per love letter to yourself if you visualize a goal you want to achieve in like a year's time right or like five years time however long it takes 
If you visualize what it would be on the other side of that, are you still you? A lot of the time when I'm visualizing who I'll be when when I'm checking a box, it's not actually me. It's like a different person. It's the idealized version of myself. It's not actually me. And I think that is what I thought was going to happen. Like I thought I was going to be like, okay, at the end of this program, I'll be a different person. Mm -hmm. But it's so much more powerful to look back and say like, no, shit, I did it as me. Like I was me through it. And like I accomplished it. I didn't have to turn into Blake Lively to do this. Like I did it as me. And that's so much fucking cooler. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it's something that's hard to to see when we get down on ourselves and we're like, oh my God, look at me, like just a little fucking failure, can't do anything right, can't blah, 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 to challenge that view so much by saying like, no, I'm going to do it and I'm going to do it as me. I'm going to be me the whole time. It's going to be me taking that first step, that second step, that final step. Mm -hmm. And that's all you needed to show up as. There was nothing else that you could have done but show up as yourself to get through it. And yeah. like I remember when I was taking um, my Reiki Master apprenticeship. So like the the program that I did, it's almost a year. It's not like a weekend. It's not a weekend. And I know that um, my mentor Jessica at Gentle Hands Reiki <laughs> that she she does that by intention. She does it by the seasons by this very intentional plan that she has laid out for all of those months because there's so much to cover and she doesn't want to rush you through it. When you, when you begin something that is um, really designed to crack you open in a way, and you're like, I don't know what I'm going to find in here. <laughs> and you keep showing up to do um, what is this healing work? You, it's funny because like you do it thinking like, this is something that I will use for other people to help other people. When like the person who obviously gets the most out of it is you at the end of it. And it's like that commitment to yourself, especially because we know how many things that like we could be doing. That commitment to, to self is my God, unmatched. It has to work on you before you're able to bring that to anybody else. And I think it does have to take a long time to like, I see a lot of, you know, really quick programs or like weekend sessions, right? It's like, how are you going to change as a person? Right. In that short amount of time, you need to have challenges along the way, you need to be facing life changes, you need to have all these things come up over the space of this healing work so you know how to turn it back on yourself. I think it needs, you need to test it a little bit. I love, this is a beautiful thing for you. I'm very, I'm like very, very, very proud of you for this. Like, I remember you being like, I think I want to sign up for this thing. And I'm like, girl, you better do it. And you're like, maybe I shouldn't. And then I was like, we should. Like, and you were like, I should. And like, here you are, a whole fucking yoga teacher. She's crazy. A whole teacher, I know. And then I'm like, you know, it's it's n- nighttime, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I have a 6 a.m. class tomorrow that I got to be teaching. Let me make sure I have my flow all ready for that. Don't you worry. I do. I have my flow all ready. She's got I her flow, so you need to come check it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So speaking of flowing, we're going to flow into the spirit realm real quickly here. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm using the Animal Spirit Guidebook today, the Wild Unknown Animal Spirit Guidebook. It's one of my favorites. It's by Kim Kranz. 
who I love. She just has a really beautiful way of tying in like healing with the elements, breaking healing down into these animal, in this book, animals that like reflect different parts of healing. And I just love that. There's something for me that is very raw about this deck. And I just would love if we could tap in, ground our energy for a second and listen in for a quick message from the universe and our guides, our higher selves, our elevated ancestors about what we need to know as we move into this time of year. Okay. So we have the hawk. The hawk is watchful, all-seeing, and a messenger of divinity. And in the description, it says, The sharp eyes of the hawk watch our every move. This keen-eyed bird has the ability to see every little detail, as well as the bigger picture. This is so lit. When this card appears, fate has its eyes on you and the winds are shifting. It is said that the hawk carries news upon its wings and is sent from divinity itself to deliver it. The message should not be taken lightly. Though it may seem small or insignificant, it will eventually redirect your course. And so when the energy for this is in balance, you're able to see things clearly and really tap into your intuition. When it's out of balance, um, you see like too much and you're suspicious about everything. And to bring it into balance, you need to shift your perspective. I love this in, in conjunction with what we're going to be talking about because sometimes that the bigger picture is easier for us to get and like it's the in the detail that we have trouble if in what by me we i mean me so today is the sagittarius new moon y'all so with the new moon it's a really good time for you to kind of think about your goals and intentions for um it could be any goals or intentions you have but it's always great when you can think about it uh with this particular season that we're in in sagittarius season Let's just talk about Sagittarius. This is the sign of like adaptability and flexibility. I feel like this is the sign of debate and philosophical, I don't want to say arguments, but people who love exploration, going over different ideas, shooting the shit with others about this I- these ideas. They're curious. They love to travel. They love adventure. And they're very much free-spirited. They're fire signs. They're, they are so fun and sometimes so over the top and i i personally love it anyway i say all this to say that like this new moon in sagittarius is a really really good time for us to think about what we want as it relates to our abundance um, among other things and i definitely encourage you to go look it up and the reason why that struck me is because sagittarius is ruled by jupiter and that is the planet of expansion and so when i think in terms of abundance i'm not necessarily saying financial abundance although that is included um, but there's so many things that I wish to be, to have in abundance in my life. So I'm thinking a lot about that and starting to set some intention. It's funny because yesterday, as, as Vienna knows, I am in like the process of kind of revamping how I do things as someone who wants to continue being in the healing space and what that looks like for me and what my creativity looks like rebranding and blah, 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 blah. And yesterday I was like, I'm super fucking uncomfortable with writing while also loving writing and always having wanted to be a writer in some capacity. And yesterday was the day that I was like, 
I have to fully commit that this is something I'm going to do because I have to, because I'm called to again. So I'm just going to fully commit to this path, not fully understanding where it's going to take me in the future, but just doing it because I have been told many, many times in many different ways, this is what you're supposed to do. Don't worry about why, just do it. So I was, it's funny how, um, for me anyway, as a cancer, because I'm ruled by the moon, I often will feel that energy very, very strongly before the actual date arrives. And um, it just got me thinking about what it is to manifest something. Or I, I actually kind of hate the word manifest. Um, I really just like the phrase bring to fruition because I'm old. Um, but I, I much would much rather say like setting a goal or being intentional about how I'm going to be using my time um, in these cycles as opposed to like the word manifesting. But how am I going to do that in this season, you know? Yeah, manifesting, I think, is especially as like a white woman, it's very hard for me to be like, let me manifest this because it's like, is it manifestation or is it white privilege? Like, let's yeah. just take a seat on that one. We don't I'm really need to be manifesting. I'm saying it's uncomfortable for me, but I do like the setting intentions because where you're spending your energy and your time and your thoughts, like that's where things start to take root and that's where things mm -hmm. actually start to happen. And it's not just in the like wishing and making a vision board. Oh like, my God. That's, that's a great place to start, but like literally not like yeah, that is literally the easiest part of like what you will do. <laughs> yeah. And truthfully, it is where I have a really hard time, right? Like, Full disclosure, I did make a vision board last week. <laughs> I love that though. But to your, but now you're probably like, well, fuck, now I got to figure out how to do this shit. Right. That's it, right? Or so like also on my vision board is about writing. And I'm like, yeah, when the fuck am I going to do this? When am I going to write? I have all these ideas for things I do want to write. I'm like, it would be a really fun activity for me to write thank you notes because we talked a couple of episodes ago about how I love to write thank you notes. I wanted to write a thank you note as like a short story that I want to give to somebody. And I have like the plot all, you know, done in my phone and my notes app. But I'm like, when am I going to sit down to actually write it? And you know what I'm, I should do that is when I'm <laughs> spending 11 hours per day on my phone or nine hours or 14 hours or whatever I'm they want to tell too. me that I'm spending. But like maybe the intention there is also put my phone down a little bit. <laughs> maybe that could be my intention. Spend less time playing bubble pop i also have I'm bubble really on my phone so i mean this is the hard part at least for me um as well like i i was born on a new moon and i'm a generator at that in human design so like i'm great at getting things started superb at it um but as a generator if i'm not excited about it i'm not gonna fucking do it it's hard because it's like, it's not that I'm not excited about an idea or a thing that I want to do. I, I'm not excited about like the planning of it. It feels overwhelming for me. I am a very much sometimes like a big picture kind of girl as opposed to like a detailed, barely ironic because uh, I'm an executive assistant, but I can't be in that zone all the time. And so sometimes goal setting can feel really daunting for me. But Lily, I have just been feeling so scattered and everything is to the wind. And I think that it really started when I lost my job back in the summer. When I was laid off, I just felt like I didn't have any power. And I was like very taken aback by how much I just started to flounder. All of a sudden, I looked up recently and I was like, girl, what is going on? You have got to get 
on some kind of pathway because you are literally vibes right now. And like, they're not all fantastic vibes. So how can I take some power back and put some things on paper and, you know, so to speak, and move myself forward? Because it's not like I don't have goals. It's how are we going to achieve them? How can we break them down into these bite-sized steps where I'm not like, fuck this shit after starting? I think I'm a little bit in that scattered just vibes place right now. This is also just a hard time of year. I think it's like time isn't real. Everybody's mm-hmm. like, I'll get back to you in the new year. And it's like, I still have a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. I get it that we're all taking time off, but it just, nothing is going as scheduled. I had, you know, yoga ending. I, I just feel so scattered right now. And I think a little bit of putting it down on paper, taking little bite sized morsels one thing mm-hmm. at a time would be really helpful. But I think when you're feeling this scattered, it's also hard to know, yeah, I have goals, but what's the one-year goal? What's the five-year goal? What's the one-week goal? Like, what's my goal for today? They all feel a little insurmountable and really nebulous. I think that's a challenge. And like sitting down to intentionally think about your own intentions Mm -hmm. um, at the risk of sounding like a crazy person. But I think that becomes really important. Oh, my gosh. I I am in full agreement with that. Having just wrapped up such a major thing that you've committed to in the past, it's totally okay to be in a state of, I don't know, I'm not really sure yet. And that even if the goal is to just sit with yourself, enjoy where you're at and do that for a while while you think about what's next for you, that's totally okay too, you know? But like, Crystal, some of us are uncomfortable sitting with ourselves <laughs> i don't know yeah. if that's something <laughs> some of us don't like to sit with ourselves oh girl that feels gross i have been hiding in my house for a solid week uh sitting with myself and i cried every day for the last seven days so what uh, yeah i get it it's fucking rough it's rough out here in these in these healing streets but, oh my God, it is hard. It's easier said than done, that's for sure. You know, I don't know where it, it's easy to to find other things that are so pressing than, you know, taking a moment to prioritize. Really? A little waiter? What, what we need. Yeah. Well, again, if we're breaking it down, what if you just start by daydreaming about what feels good i don't know maybe it's like my neurospacey but sometimes i have such a big vision for something and then i'm like oh my god oh my god i can't like i can't i can't i can't and i i just get like very overwhelmed and off put by the whole thing because it feels so unattainable it feels like how the fuck am i even gonna do that so much and i have to literally go back to third grade and draw a bubble with my idea in it and all of the different offshoots, ideas, and the web of things that come off of a certain idea or intention and take one thing at a fucking time. I cannot look beyond that. One thing. You just like put me in a time machine. I totally forgot about those bubbles with the lines and then other bubbles and like all those things. 
That is such a great way to think about it because I think like when, yes, I also have that big idea and that big goal and I get so far down the line of thinking Mm -hmm. what it should be in a lifetime, right? Like, but it's not there right now. So forget about it. Like, I'm never going to be able to do it. It's a little bit of that is like, it's really scary to say it out loud because- it opens it up to criticism. It opens it up to a little bit of pressure testing of people poking holes and saying like, oh, well, how are you going to do that? And I'm not the kind of person that takes that as constructive criticism sometimes. I can get really defensive and just shut down and be like, yeah, you're right. I definitely can't do it. And so, you know, the question might have been like, oh, cool. Like, Mm -hmm. are you going to do that? And I'm like, you're right. You're telling me that I'm a failure and I'm never going to get there. Well, you said it and I'm not even going to try. And it's hard. It's hard to like say something that you want out loud and have to yeah. like, sit there with that in the air a little bit to say, no, this is what I want and this is what I'm going to fight for. This is what I'm working towards. And then everybody knows if you didn't do it. It is so hard to be like, let me do this thing and make that announcement. And then people be like, hey, are you leaving? What happened to you like doing this thing? And listen, if I had a dollar, okay? But like, can you put it out of your head? This is what I, I'm trying to learn how to do. So when I ask you the question, it is rhetorical. But can we put it out of our head for a moment? Oh, let's talk about this because this is for real. I am uh, reworking my budget. Oh, no, I don't want to talk about that. Oh, I'm only going to use this example one time because it makes me ill. But I'm reworking my budget. And I knew I needed to do this. And the the thought of looking at all of my financial expenses at one time physically makes me ill. I wrote everything out on a list. Everything that like this, like looking at my budget along with many other things, I did a bringed up onto a random ass piece of paper in my house. And I was like, okay, write down everything that you're worried about right now. Then I had to break it up into three categories. What can I control like, right now, like in the immediate, what I need to do this week? What do I need to do in the near future? And then what do I need to consider far down the line when I'm a little bit more stabilized, right? And every week I picked something to focus on once I got like that handful of things where it's like, no, bitch, you need to take care of us today. One of them has been I have to go to the social security office and change my name back to my maiden name before I can legally begin to use it everywhere. I've got to do that, but I fucking hate doing shit like that. It's like going to the NBA. I hate it and you can't do it online. I can avoid this. I could drag this shit out into fucking February, March, okay? Because that's me, baby. That's what I do. But the goal here is one little bit at a time. Last week, I filled out the form. This week, I'm going to go physically to the office that is something to be proud of i'm trying people next week i'm gonna try hopefully after everything is approved i will do the daunting task of sitting down and fucking changing my name in my bank and all that i hate stuff like that i hate it but it needs to be done and so i get really overwhelmed at dumb things like that i would rather do literally anything else i would rather empty the silverware container from my dishwasher all day long which is a personal hell yeah that sounds That sounds really terrible in the interest of being a good friend. I'm going to tell you, like, you can do it. And also, once you do it, it's done. So that's really great. You only have to do the scary part once. And 
also, I think we could maybe Pavlov ourselves into doing things we don't want to do. So what if after you went to the social security office, you went to Cheesecake Factory? Oh, my God. What if I did? Yeah. Like, you just are going to go deal with the meanest people in the world. And then you can go deal with, I don't know, people who don't give a fuck about you because they work at the Cheesecake Factory. But they'll bring you red 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 on the table. They'll bring you real good food. And like our little homie on the TikTok did get that extra sauce on the side. Right. Yeah, he was a vibe. And I was like, oh, come on, it's good as shit. So you know what I should do? That's an excellent idea because I'm very food motivated. I'm like a fucking pit bull, okay? I should go Friday. Um, and then afterward, I should take myself out to lunch to the Cheesecake Factory and be weird and sit at the bar by myself and eat like bang bang shrimp or something like that and have a glass of wine that is far too sweet and take home a piece of cheesecake for me to enjoy later that night. And that's a vibe. Yeah. I mean, I cannot speak for the Cheesecake Factory employees, Mm -hmm. but based solely on what I've seen as a Cheesecake Factory um, connoisseur, if you will, I'm going to say that a real fly little lady sitting at the bar by herself is not even Mm -hmm. close to the weirdest thing they've seen that hour. Like. They probably see some crazy ass shit. Take me to Cheesecake Factory. I'm cool with that. Take me to the Cheesecake Factory and then take me afterward because that shit is romantic. Okay? It is romantic. I've talked about this like all the time with my therapist, but um, there's some connection for me around paying the bills and a full-fledged anxiety attack. And it is not even me paying. When my husband pays the bills, if I see that he has this bank account website open and he's paying some bills... I think I'm about to get in trouble. Like that is just the connection I have. Uh It's not a great connection. And it's not from him. I want to say that there is no financial abuse going on in this household. There's definitely not, not, y'all, because like Vienna stay fly (laughs) and I know that Jimmy loves it. So (laughs) it's one of those things that's so ingrained that I'm like, oh, paying bills. There's about to be a fight. Things are about to get scary. Things aren't Mm going to be good. I think part of it is that I need to start Pavloving myself. Maybe he and I take our laptops down to the Cheesecake Factory every month and we pay bills from there. Although maybe that'll taint my safe place. Maybe that's not such a good idea. Um, I don't know. Maybe something like that, right? Where you start to pair things you really don't want to do and you've been putting off to something that's like a nice little reward, a little treat. It it is it is nice. So one of the things I started to do in the past year, but most specifically in the last few weeks, is chunk my time. So I'll do twenty minutes or thirty minutes of on time, and then like twenty minutes of off, where I'm I'm doing something where I have to get up and move around. Even with little goals, I find that to be really really helpful. It feels like a micro achievement for me. Maybe building that into my time it would be helpful. Saying okay. Push really hard. Give give this your all for this amount of time and then be intentional about right afterward setting some time to come down from that and get regrounded. And a part of that can be something that like I look forward to. I know we're joking about like going to Tuesday factory, which I'm probably still gonna do. But like for example, well, yeah, like I need mean, it. I'm gonna do it now that we said it. Bang bang shrimp sounds so good. For example, I want to be more intentional about setting time to write. So if I say, okay, it's hard. If you ever try to write shit, you just stare at the screen. But if I can give myself 
an hour or even if I'm just brain dumping or brainstorming or whatever. And then after that, I can reward myself with something that I really like. It'll start setting this cycle of, hey, you don't have to do this hard thing forever. There is something really good at the end of this. And after a couple of times of doing that, you start to see some progress and, and you start to see how the consistency pays off. So that's, I hope to do a little bit more of, or to do it maybe on a larger scale with these bigger goals, as opposed to just when I'm, I don't know, entering expenses in our work system and that like, you got to do this for the next hour. And then you can take a break to, to stretch or to read a book or whatever, or zone out for 20 minutes on TikTok. That to me is like a good balance. And also like a nice first step of that is brainstorming a list of what are those little rewards. And that's a fun one to do because you're just breaking a list of all the things you like. That's yeah. an easy list to make. Yeah. Yeah. Look that list Much up. more fun. Right? Like other than like a list of all the things you need to budget for, like fuck that. That's awful. But make like a list of 30 things you like to do. I like to fuck around on TikTok for a little while. Yeah. I've been fucking around on TikTok. I like to... I like to play bubble pop. I like to do a bunch of stupid shit. Bubble pop. Vienna, speaking of TikTok, I posted TikTok today and I forgot that um, I made it public. And I was like, oh my God, people are looking at this TikTok and I got completely freaked out. But it's really funny. It was the one I sent you earlier. If you are a Young Bloods fan, the song, if you don't give a damn, we don't give a fuck. I suggest you go look at my TikTok right now because that's a I'm good like, TikTok. I was on your private one or on your personal one, right? Chris, yes, get a good yeah. TikTok. People should follow that. You should also always make your TikToks public. I know, you know, I just am becoming so unhinged that okay. I'm starting to like give in. I'm like, just, just say it, just say it. Deal with the consequences. I like where you're coming from, though, with intentionality, even about how you're spending chunks of your time. Because it's so easy to let the whole day get away from you and then the whole week get away from you. And then it's like, oh, my God, I'm almost 40. Like, how did that happen? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. We can also take it to, like, seasons, though. This is a big one that I think about for holiday season and even summer season. You know, are you on like any of your local face? Oh, no, you're not on Facebook anymore. Good for you. You're better than the rest of us. I'm on there, but I'm hiding and I have like two, literally two friends and I'm there, the PTA, but like I'm there. So I can look look things up if you have something good, you know, but like they're not good. I I was going to say that it's bad. (laughs) All the local mom groups around me are like, what's your Christmas bucket list of what all the things you're going to do with your kids? And it's like 47 activities. Each of them cost approximately $159 per person plus taxes plus $25 souvenirs and snacks um, and, you know, are an hour and a half drive and, 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 and basically. Um, and they do this for every season, right? Like there's the summer bucket list of what are the thousand things you're going to do over summer vacation? Like, I don't know. I used to watch Maury. Like what do uh, kids need to do these days? Oh my God. Right? right? Like Maury, the box. If you are old enough to remember the box, Vienna, are you old? I think you are. I this is like the music video one, right? I don't think Yeah, 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 yeah. We, we did not have cable when I was at that age. So Hell yeah. it was channel 30. I remember like it's yesterday. 
That's I've where I definitely her- watched it at my friends' houses who were lucky enough to have cable at that point. But I was that, not one. It of them. was a wild time. The box was a wild time because there were some videos on the box that were not MTV, and they was nasty. I remember it. But like, yeah, we, see how we watched Bold and the Beautiful. If you're Monica and I, right? you watched Passions. Passions. Shout out to Passions yes. and to me, rest in peace. Like you watch nonsense. You didn't have like you weren't doing stuff. You know what I mean? And yeah. there was no mother in the 80s or the 90s who was sitting down at the beginning of the summer to make a summer bucket list. Or like at the beginning of the Christmas season to be like, what's our Christmas bucket? Like it just wasn't happening. And I'm not saying that like my mom was great. Like my mom was worked in the school system. Speaking mm-hmm. of intentions, she intentionally chose to work in the school system as a public school secretary because she wanted to have summers off with us. She wanted to have the same We're in love for her. To do. Yeah. And like we we went to the beach club every day in the summer. We did not have an extra penny. We brought like our and like it was wonderful. Like I had a wonderful summer as a kid. But that was about the intention of it, right? Like that wasn't getting so overloaded. It was her choosing the thing that was important in the summer. It wasn't a million things. It was like, let's be reasonable about what the budget is, right? Let's think about what our time is going to be and let's pick the thing we're going to do. And I think that's really great. And that was something that my therapist and I have been talking about a lot, especially around Christmas, because I get myself so worked up where I'm seeing all these people doing all these things that look so magical and so wonderful. And like a lot of them are just like not my vibe or not in the budget this year. And some of that I'm okay with. Some of that is harder to come to terms with. I'm really sad that it wasn't in the budget to do a trip to North Conway and do like our New Hampshire weekend extravaganza. And like I am sad for that. I do miss that. Of course. But I also have now internalized guilt and shame that I haven't taken my kids to the mall to see a mall Santa which is not something I want to do. Like, that is not something that I feel good about. That, that is not something I No, it sounds that, listen, if that is your intention of how you want to spend your time around Christmas, I'm going to say your kids are probably better listeners than mine are. Um, and I love that for you. And I love that that's something that works for you. But when we get so caught up in just doing the things that it looks like we're supposed to be doing, it's really easy to start doing all these things we don't actually want to be doing. And that's wasting yeah. so much time. I asked my kids tonight at dinner, I was like, hey, what are what are the things you want to make sure we do before Christmas? Because I also realized that it's like people are talking about the holiday season, like it's already over. Like we still have a couple of weeks. We have time. There's time for this. And also at the end of I think the big rush, especially like with parents and with being a mother, the guilt that comes up is like, you only have a couple of Christmases to do this with your kids. Uh, You only have a couple of years to make the magic. So you have to make a count. You have to squeeze in as many mall Santa visits as you can, as many, you know, magical things. And it just doesn't like I get that they are only little for a short time, but I'm also seeing people who I used to work with, whose kids are coming home from college for winter break and they're going on vacations and they're posting pictures. And like, maybe it's not, you know, elf on the shelf magic, but like, I don't know, it looks pretty fucking magical to get to hang out with your kids when they're older too. And I think that's coming for you. It's coming. It's pressure. Like we put so much pressure on ourselves. 
It is. And as I told you earlier, I'm just going to say it. As I told you earlier, um, I don't think that any of your kids are going to look back and be like, my mom did not take us to the fucking mall Santa so I could sit on this stranger's lap. Like, what they're going to think about is the very beautiful and intentional way that you did spend your time with them. Because, like, there, there is the coulda, shoulda, woulda, and then there's the, like, what matters. I can remember, like, one time I went to see Santa, and, like, I don't remember, like, I don't know, it was weird, it's creepy. I don't know you. I'll sit on your lap. That's weird. Like, why are you doing that? that? That is exactly it, what came with my, with my therapist today, that I was, like, and she was, like, well, did you always do the mall Santas? And I was, like, honestly, I don't know if we ever did. So, you can weird did, ass, what weird tradition? Think about that shit. Let's just, can we just, like... We are taking, I am going to pay you to take a picture of my kid sitting on a stranger's lap. It's going to be a good picture. It's going to be like at least one kid who's like, get me out of here. And like that's one Enzo. kid who's like, absolutely wreck shit. He would be like, I'm not touching that man. I don't know that man. Hot in there. There's other kids. I don't know. It's not going to be a good picture. Somebody was posting that they're $40 to get the picture now. No, I will take a picture of you with like a stuffed Santa. You know what? Take a picture with me because I bought all your presents on your Santa. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Crystal's out here to ruin <laughs> Christmas for everyone. <laughs> Are you drinking eggnog now too? Because that would really just make this. This is actually uh, Wind and Distilling's Lion Rum. Their coffee rum latour. Oh, damn. That with a splash of cream in it and it's so good. That sounds a lot better than eggnog. And that, and I have my my Benjamin here. Benjamin. Mm. and I are hanging out. But, like, seriously, you know, all, like, I get it. Like, I, this has been a very bah um year in some ways. Other ways, it's been really beautiful. But I've definitely had to pull myself out of some funkiness as of the late. And, like, I, I, like, get irritated by, like, the pressure even of decorations. But, like, I'll be damned if I'm not going to pull these decorations out and do what I can do in here. Because I know what will bring me joy at the end of it is seeing my kids very, very happy that they get to come home and put the Christmas tree on. And they think it's funny when Diddy tries to rip all the ornaments off of the tree. And they have their stockings out. They're, they're excited. And we have some new traditions around that. Like, we watch a Christmas movie while we decorate the tree and I bake them some sort of baked good and it's not a ton but it is a tradition and it is something that I think they'll remember and they'll remember finally you know like just like we have specific movies like that we we watch like I always make them watch um Gremlins because my dad could have made me watch Gremlins growing up that is not the movie I thought you were going to say, like, at all. I thought you were going to be like, It's a Wonderful Life, or Absolutely like, A Christmas I, Story. I'm very anti It's a Wonderful Life and Miracle on 34th Street, 24th Street, whatever fucking street it's on. I'm very anti. But, like, I had, I have recently found some favorites in the, in the Christmas round. Gremlins is a, a highly problematic movie. However, the, the fondness that I have for it is coming from the memory of me sitting with my dad. And That's like really being horrified by these creatures that are like taking over an entire city. Um, but like we watched Nightmare Before Christmas. We watch uh, Jangle Jangle. is like like released in the last few years. And That's we so cute. watching it every year. We loved it. We watched Candy Cane Rain over weekend and they thought it was super, super cute. And with Eddie Murphy and it's new. Like so those things make me very, very happy. Um, and I'm like, okay, 
I am not taking you to Gabber Tree Farm to cut down a Christmas tree this year and then haul it home because I am but a woman who hates um, to be cold. And that's okay. What I am doing is setting the tradition of like, we're going to, we're going to decorate this tree together. We're going to eat some cookies or do whatever. We're going to watch a movie and then you're going to rock, paper, scissors for who gets to put the star on the tree. Ooh. And that clicked. A little introduced like competition in the mix. Mm -hmm. I like that. When they also just let them fight it out at some point. Like once they catch up to each other in size, just let them like beat the shit out of each other. Yeah. Under under the mistletoe, no kisses, fights. Speaking of Fight Club, if you want to join our Patreon, we will be airing (laughs) fights of our children. (laughs) At the top tier only. Baby Fight Club. Just baby fight club. Our kids are going to fight anyway. You might as well put it on the internet. Might as well profit. Um, No, it's such a good point. I mean, so maybe that bucket list stuff of like making a holiday one is like maybe you don't need to follow the local mom group bucket list that includes 75 items that are going to send you into the poorhouse and you're going to be cold and you're not going to like them. Maybe it's like making your own family one. I think like I've already praised my real mom here today, but to praise other mother taylor swift um like she says in her song like this is our house we make the rules and i think there's a little bit of like you get to pick your own traditions you get to pick the things that are really fun for you and if that's watching gremlins (laughs) god i hope you will have the happiest gremlin watching night possible i asked my kids over dinner i was like what do you want to make sure we do and they were like, I really want to make like fun gingerbread men. I'm like, that's oh, shit. We could do that. Like, that's fine. We do get to pick the things that we want. And yeah, we assign importance to things that are meaningful to us. And I think that there is power in that and that intentionality and in choosing. I think it is also like a massive statement for you to choose something that can't be bought. Um, and that's a quality time with your family members, with your loved ones, because there are a lot of people, especially this time of year, who wish, you know, that they could wish that things had been different for them or um, that they would, you know, get be able to get what they need and because they didn't get it. And, um, you know, we're not always going to get it right. But I think that sitting out with the intention of, hey, I know that things aren't going to be perfect, but I hope that when my kids are older, that they remember this and they're like, oh, my God, I used to love to do that with my mom or, or whatever the case may be. Um, I think that that is like a huge, huge gift as well. I know I might not even be around to see that gift one day, but I hope it happens, you know? So, yeah. I want to hear everybody's like weirdest holiday tradition that they do with their family. I feel like there's probably some really good weird ones out there. And I just love hearing about them. So that's really digging back in the memory vault to see like what this were or what weird one you want to start doing with your family as like you being the grown up in your house and making that rule and starting a new tradition. Rule. Something we did last year that maybe we'll do again this year because Nate has been asking for it was a fast food French fry taste test. Oh, God. And I don't really an idea. Right. We went to Burger King, McDonald's and Wendy's. We got an order of french fries, and then we did blind taste tests when we got home. I think we can, like, maybe add some Five Guys to it this year. We can do that again. Like, I think, like, Love that. it's just, like, weird things. That's, like, yeah, let's do more of that. I want to hear what people are doing. We'll put a prompt up on social this week for that. 
I love that. And oh gosh. So speaking of things here, speaking of committing things. So since this is going to be my first go around doing something very intentional about like setting a goal with the moon cycles, um, I'm going to invite you to do it with me. I'm going to actually track it on our Patreon. So today being the Sagittarius new moon, um, what the intention is for today is to really kind of sit with ourselves, daydream, brainstorm, get that bubble out. And think about what I want, what some goals are of mine. And there are many, right? But picking the ones that maybe are kind of close, like I feel the energy of, them, uh, energy of them so strongly. And so they're very, very close to my heart and on my spirit, right? And just maybe jotting those down, just kind of writing some things out. No pressure to unpack it or plan it quite yet, but just give your mind some time to wander and see what comes in. So that is what I'm going to start with. And I'm going to post it on our Patreon. Um, I love that. I'm, yeah. I'll join you. I'll hit a couple of things on there. What I love about this and taking this action now is I think it's really easy to put a lot of pressure on ourselves around January 1st and say, like, I'm going to start doing everything there. Like It's going to be all or nothing starting January 1st. And it's like, baby, we don't have to wait. Like If there's something that's on your heart right now, you can start thinking about it. You can start planning There's no for it. It doesn't yeah. have to be, you know, start at January 1st and then you get to January 5th and you haven't done it and it feels like you failed. But let's let's take some of the pressure off of that because that's just setting yourself up for failure. But start yeah. thinking about now. Like what are start you Start building grace into like your plans too. Everything doesn't need to be like so balls to the walls that you are exhausted before you begin. And so I love the idea of you taking some pressure off yourself. Well, well, let me tell you the balls to the wall thing and how ingrained it is in us. Because as you were saying this, I was like, oh, I'm going to write every day for 30 days. And guess what? The first day I don't do it, that plan is out the window, right? Like, we have to the goal. Yeah. Right, so that I'm not going to do it again. But like, what if I just want to write more in the next 30 days than I wrote in the last 30 days? Or what if I just want to like, you, it, you, know, you start, start with like what you know you can do, especially when you're already in a state of overwhelm. If you're already like, if you're like Vienna and I, our creative eyes are bigger than our stomach. You know, we get these ideas that we love and adore so much that we want to see them now. We're like, oh my God, I fucking love this. We're so, so excited about it. And it feels hard to wait. Like we want that reward of seeing it right there because we have the vision so strongly in our head. But And it's okay for it to take some time. It's okay for it to mature. It could take different iterations. It could take, you know, oh my God, so many different resources that we don't even know that we need yet. It's okay for things to shape and shift. I think that what matters is holding the vision and like being consistent about like what you can contribute, not like stopping when we're like, oh, fuck it. You know what I mean? Things get harder, they get weird. So Give yourself some grace and just start. It could be something small. It doesn't have to be like, I'm going to revamp my life um, in the next 90 days. That's a lot. So you don't think that I should say that I'm going to write uh, a New York Times bestselling novel in 2024. That shouldn't be the intention. I personally feel like you could do anything, honey. But listen, let's start <laughs> Let's start with saying I'm going to carve out two hours a week to like write a friend right there. That is a friend. I say that as a friend who, who would like to write a novel someday. We put this pressure on ourselves of like, 
if I don't do it right now, it's never going to happen. But like you and I have had this idea for years and it keeps coming back up, right? Like just of doing this podcast and it wasn't necessarily this podcast the first time we thought about it or talked about it. It Mm -hmm. took time. The good ideas don't just disappear. The good creative things, they don't just vanish. They come back to you. They stick with you. They they marinate a little bit. Yeah. They turn into something special that can pop up at the right time. Oh, man. These are some wise words, friend. Beautiful words. I'm not going to follow it all, but, you know. We're going to do what we can. Okay? We're doing what we can. I love when you What we've got, like Mariah Carey said. We're trying here. A bitch is trying. Bitch is doing her best, okay? Oh, my gosh. Okay. I do love that you said to write these things down, too, though, because when I say things out loud, like, sometimes a bitch just be talking. Sometimes I have no idea what I said. Um, so writing them down, I think, is pretty powerful, too. They give. I, I am a big proponent of writing things down because I feel like there's something about the energy from going from um, within to coming without that, like, solidifies something. And that's why I love a brain dump. Did you see that TikTok? I literally just thought of it as you were talking. This girl like had read this thing of a five-year plan and to put things in your calendar to like put it into existence for like things from five years from now. If five years from now you want to be like a CEO of a certain company, like you put on your calendar, CEO meeting for PepsiCo or whatever it is you want to be. She was saying that she did this and totally forgot about it. So she had on her calendar that popped up like the wedding. And she was walking around for like a month of like, whose fucking wedding is this that I'm supposed to go to? And then she realized it was supposed to be her wedding that she put in her calendar five years earlier. Oh, my God. I'm not engaged. I'm not like, I have no idea what this was. But she just. What a stressful ass like. I would be so irritated with myself. I'd be so mad. Yeah, don't do that. Don't put things on your calendar unless you like have like a little color coding system on there to be like this is part of a five-year plan this is not a real thing that i have to do i'd be if i had like ceo meeting i'd be so overwhelmed i'd be like i'm unemployed i don't have a job i'd be like man that's your meeting no it's not be quiet i love that but you can dream big go ahead dream big write it down just not on your calendar yeah just like put it in like a journal somewhere like stop wedding oh my god I love that. Yeah. Okay. So for more homework, join us over on the Patreon where we can uh, cheer Crystal on and maybe cheer ourselves on because we're going to do it too. Uh, and um, yes, join us as Vienna seeks to bump um, like Stephen King's long reign on the best uh, New York bestsellers list with a novel the next year and see what happens. But yes, yeah, so please join us. Um, I'm really excited to do this. It actually came to me earlier. Because I think it'll be helpful for me to have a little bit of accountability and for just a person, like a very normal everyday person to, um, you know, share how I use a little magic. So join us on the Patreon and also follow me being unhinged on TikTok and on Instagram at Chris the Mystic, C-R-Y-S the mystic you can also see some more crystal being really funny because she has taken over for the most part the healing happy hour <laughs> pod on tiktok and it's so much better now <laughs> um Come we're on. also there same name on instagram and facebook and you can email us at healing at gmail.com you should email us if you have 
any real weird uh, seasonal traditions you're going to do or that you already do. If you have any intentions that you're setting that you want to put in an email, you are welcome to do that too. If you have any nasty gossip or drama. of like, Where's your neighbor drama, on, people? Right. I'm like, this is the time of year yeah. that like suspect people are going to be showing up in your neighbor's driveway and I would love to hear all about it. Or me about it. Lauren. Yeah. And so like, let us know go. Vienna, where can people find you? Because we not had. Oh, yeah. I'm still glow up inside out. I'm actually not Austria on TikTok. I totally forgot about that name. I thought it was the same oh, thing. Yeah. It's not Austria. Um, you can find me there on TikTok, but I really just post weird shit there. It's not great at all. It's such a like garbage post. No, I love it. My favorite recently is that Ariana, what are you doing? I'm in dolls underneath your bed. Anyway, yeah, it's a good time yeah. for me. I enjoy them. You should you should check them out. I appreciate that. But yes, and you can find us here. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna say next week, definitely, because we are in a much better head state this week. Um, yeah, yeah. Find join us. us. We're excited to connect. So yeah. In the meantime, daydream a little bit and show us your brainstorm bubbles. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for hanging out with us at the Healing Happy Hour. Subscribe or follow to make sure you don't miss a single episode. We're dropping wisdom and foolishness every Thursday, and we want you here with us. See you next week.